The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. So I guess when you interview YouTube celebrities and superstars, you should expect that they're going to know a thing or two about video, how to be funny, and how to hold a conversation. Of course, I didn't really think about that when I logged into a Google Hangout before interviewing Gabby Dunn and Allison Raskin, the co-stars and co-founders of Just Between Us, which is a YouTube show that has nearly a million subscribers and over 100 million views. I was logging in, I was staying at my cousin's house, piled up with pillows to make sure that the audio would sound pretty good, and lo and behold, I show up and I'm on video underneath a blanket with a bunch of pillows, and they're looking at me like, what's this guy doing? Uh, That was an interesting start to the episode. The other interesting thing was that Allison had her dog on her lap, which was the first time an animal has been part of the podcast, and I hope that is the norm going forward. Anyway, as we got down to it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, These two really know how to hold a conversation, be funny. Uh, They're naturally interesting. They took a huge jump in leaving BuzzFeed to start their show in full time, all in, not going back, burn the boats, style and fashion. And they're not ashamed of, of the risk they took. They're opening up to me on the podcast about it coming up now and I think you'll appreciate uh, not only their humor but their candid you know honest take on what it meant to leave the establishment and start out on their own and why it hasn't all been easy so enjoy in the world of social media pop culture and even news media BuzzFeed is kind of a big deal if you're in the industry and you find yourself to be one of the lucky chosen few who get to work at BuzzFeed You tend to stick around as long as you can, especially if you're doing well. But for Allison Raskin and Gabby Dunn, they took a different path. Allison and Gabby are two best friends who live in Los Angeles, and in 2014, started the comedy YouTube channel Just Between Us while working at BuzzFeed. A year later, the two jumped, leaving BuzzFeed to focus on Just Between Us full-time. The channel has over 350,000 subscribers and has reached over 100 million views. They're the Wait, authors. Mike, these are old. Should I redo it? Yeah. Also, we we had the so two things. One, we had <laughs> we had the channel already when we started at BuzzFeed, so we didn't start it while we were at BuzzFeed. Oh, had the channel there. Yeah, okay. we had I've it been already. Given the wrong information. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's old. Well, we had the channel already when we started BuzzFeed, and our subscriber number is seven hundred and fifty. What the f? Well, I was only off by four hundred thousand. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on. I think we're over a hundred. 130 million views. Mm-hmm. Well, other than that, Miss Lincoln, how is the show? Right. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah. Sorry about that. That's okay. Anything else? Uh, well, we have to hear the rest of it to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that I quoted again from the bio, which I guess is out of date. Yeah. Um, that they are the authors of the recent New York Times bestseller, Hit Everyone But You, and, and make a note in their official bio that they hope to die within one hour of each other, so neither has to plan a funeral. Yeah, okay. All, of, all right. of that is correct. <laughs> Gosh, this is the first time I've ever had to redo it. I'm sorry to bring you guys through the mud here. No, you're fine. I think we should keep we should keep the redo because people always have misconceptions about you, and it's an important lesson. You mean like put this stuff in the podcast? Yeah, yeah. Why not? 
Yeah, that's really cool. All right, note to team, let's 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 run this. Reality. So we- <laughs> Real life. I'm not that talented at this. Do you want to just like do your own bios as you start the show? Yeah, I'll do it. Here, leave all this in. And then I'll do it like (laughs) what you said. Okay, ready? Oh, Gabby Dunn and Alison Raskin worked at BuzzFeed, but then they decided that they wanted to keep all of their intellectual property. So they went and focused on their YouTube channel, Just Between Us, which they had launched in 2014, right before they started working at BuzzFeed. Uh, now the channel has over 750,000 subscribers and over 130 million views. They are the authors of the New York Times best-selling novel, Just Between... Uh, whoa! Our show is called Just Between Us. Oh, ah! look what happened. I messed up. Look what happened. And here's the lesson. Not so easy. We all Not so messed easy. up. And that's the lesson. Wow, we all learned something here today. Show's over. Okay. Our book is called I Hate Everyone But You. Uh, it's a YA novel that is about two best friends, and we are two best friends. And I'm sorry, they are two best friends. This is not me. This is not Gabby Dunn. And, um, and... I think he did a better job than you at this point. I know. I fucked up. I messed up. Are we allowed Jury's to, out. Are we allowed to curse, out. Mike? Uh, don't. Don't We're going to find don't out. Curse. I get bleeped so often on shows. Anyway. You can do the bleep thing. It doesn't matter to me, guys. It's your show. I'm just, oh. I'm just the guy watching you introduce it. Mike, Mike, so as our guest, tell us about your life as a squash player. Well, funny you should ask. I, uh, I spent the last five years and what will be 300 pages talking about that in my book. So I'll just let everyone read that and we can, we can talk about more interesting things like you guys. Okay. That was a really nice pivot. It is a nice pivot. I didn't see where that was going myself until I made it. This is by far the most interesting five minutes I've had doing a podcast since I've started this. And that's not saying a lot. I mean, I'm like a month in, but thank you guys. Allison, we did it. Yeah, I also started this with the video call with me popping all of my medications. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, it's like some people, you really have to pull the questions and answers out of them. And some people are popping medication when you start and then their dog shows up and then somebody else introduces the show for you. And I... I'm so pumped. I wish we could do this all day, but I guess that's just what you guys do together. So. Yeah, we hang out. Do you ever, so I guess this officially starts the podcast. Yep. <laughs> um, do you find it stressful to be like called funny? Interesting question. I find it much more stressful to have to be pretty. If that makes sense. Like I feel like being on screen and like having to like look a certain way or like maintain my weight or like my eyelash extensions, like that I find stressful, but I don't find being funny stressful, if that makes sense. Sometimes I'm not, like, uh, I'm just not funny. Like, I want to do, like, real advice or I do, like, really sincere stuff. Um, And it's weird because I think people, there's, like, an audience that doesn't like that. Uh, and like, it's me. Yeah, exactly. I'm the audience. Like, sincerity does not work for Allison. Uh, but I can kind of get like real sentimental and like invested in trying to do like, like talk to the people in this way, which I think maybe is slightly egotistical. That like I'm thinking I'm starting a cult or something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, I think I'm I'm fine with sentimentality. Is that a word? Yeah. Yeah. It is now. Great. Um, in personal settings, one-on-one, intimate, you know, in real life, I have an issue with it, like, on social media mm-hmm. and, like, 
and and two massive groups and so that's a big difference like between the two of us yeah and it makes me uncomfortable (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a pretty big difference oh yeah yeah it's a huge one (laughs) how did you guys meet how did we meet we met doing stand-up uh i had just moved to la and we were doing an open mic and i think allison approached me because I did. I looked way different at the time. I had like long hair. We kind of looked alike, actually. Um, yeah, you look like someone I went to summer camp with. Yeah, we look Is like. Is that your pickup line for people <laughs> at open mic nights? It's worked. Well, I didn't think she actually went to summer camp with me, but she seemed very non threatening and familiar. Yeah, we look like Jews. I mean, we both just looked like <laughs> Jewish girls. And do uh, you remember in the very beginning of us being friends where people thought we were sisters? All the time. And then we, like, no one does that now. Well, I think now that you're going back to dark hair, maybe it will happen again. Yeah. But anyway, so we, uh, we met, and then uh, I, didn't, I didn't really have any friends. And Allison is really good on, like, follow-through. Like, if, like, I'll meet someone and be like, oh, my God, yes, we'll hang out, blah, blah, blah. And then I'll, like, completely forget. But Allison was like, so here's when we're hanging out. I will pick you up, like, very, like... Uh, good like follow through and like talks like wants to get dinner and wants to like ask you about your life when we like one of the first times we got dinner she just like peppered me with questions and I was like no one is this interested in me what's happening but that's kind of what you're like maybe that's the sincerity-ness of Allison off camera coming to life very sincere in real life (laughs) interested (laughs) in people like wants to ask gets to the heart of you real fast and what year is this 2013 April's wow. our four-year anniversary, isn't it? Of the channel. Of the channel. That, that's exciting. And how did how did it start? What was the genesis? I mean, I guess as creative people, you're always thinking of creative things to do, but something must have clicked different, right? Yeah, I think that um, I had already done a bunch of web series and was like desperately trying to start my career as a writer and a comedian. And, um, and we, you know, Gabby was like, we disagree on everything. And I was like, yeah, we do. Ha <laughs> ha. Let's trying to make money from it um <laughs> as you do was, this was like the first <laughs> friendship where we literally like a, the beginning of our friendship was her saying something and me going that's insane and then me saying something and her going well that's insane and i was like we literally do not agree on anything and then but now years later we were like slowly merging into one person Oh, yeah. My girlfriend, I'll say stuff sometimes, and my girlfriend will go, that's Allison. What you just did was an Allison, like, movement or way of talking. And I'm like, no, the singularity. <laughs> it's converging. Yeah. And so you, uh, so what was, the first, what was the first sketch you did? What was, like, the genesis? So we started off with just the advice show because we knew that that was something that would be really easy to, to block shoot and to get out every week because that was, like, a, you know, a big point we wanted to make was having it be consistent because that's like important in growing your audience. Um, So we shot the first five, five episodes maybe like the same day with like no lighting and it's very dark and you can't hear us or see us. Those are still up. Go find them. Yeah, go check them out. (laughs) And I remember getting in a fight with my boyfriend at the time where he was like, this isn't good. (laughs) (laughs) He, like, implied it wasn't good. My parents were like, okay, cool. And then it, like, turned out to be the most successful thing I've ever done. I didn't care um, in these in those early episodes. I'm, like, smoking weed on camera and drinking a beer. Like, I don't give a shit. 
Uh, yeah, like our email address is like 2014 just between us because we were like, this will last half a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and was it hard doing like you were living that like I'm going for a life. You go out to L.A., you're trying to make it like it's so what people think of when they try to make it. And, and very few people are able to. Was that like a pressure cooker for you? Were you like, oh, my gosh, if this doesn't work, I'll have to do something else or I'll have to go home or like my parents would be right? Um, I have very supportive parents and, um, they, I think that they're probably the only reason I was like allowed the, the time and the, you know, the energy to like pursue this. Um, and I mean, I have like a, a very uninteresting backstory in that I sort of knew this is what I wanted to do from very early on. I like went to USC for screenwriting. I kind of followed the path as much as there is a path in this industry and then, yeah, I worked as an assistant. I had tons of internships in college. I, you know, I submitted to like all the screenwriting like competitions and I tried all of the very traditional routes. Um, and then actually just starting my own like very silly web series is like what ended up working. <laughs> so it was like very traditional. And then the one like kind of pivot I did ended up being the payoff, um, which I guess is a, just a wonderful, beautiful lesson for our listeners. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. There's a lot of people out here who kind of go the route of like assistant and then PA and then like, you know, working this sort of path that is like safe, I guess is the word. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, I never did that. I was working as a journalist when I first moved out here. I went to college for journalism and I was under the impression that I would be a crime reporter or some kind of like investigative journalist. I did a lot of like weird investigating, I mean, this is on brand, weird investigating like weird sex things on the internet. Um, and then I... At the time you moved out to LA, that's what you wanted to do. Yeah, so I so I had worked on a, a Tumblr project um, and that had gotten me some attention and I had an agent and he, he was like, do you have scripts? And I was like, yeah, obviously, duh, fucking duh. And then I had to write a script real fast, uh, and was like, well, yeah, I've had this forever. Uh, and then it was not good, by the way. Um, and then I, I had tried to do some vlogging stuff. It was also not good. I was, all, but I was more on social media. So like I had like a Twitter following already from my writing and, uh, like an Instagram following and stuff like that. I think when we met, I thought at- Gabby was so famous when I met her. She had like 10K Twitter following, and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so, so you start filming, um, I think, with Gabby, you were smoking a J. You guys didn't have great lighting. What happens next? We, we figured out lighting. <laughs> sort of. Yeah. We uh, continue to get complaints about it to this day. Yeah, our show's never been technically good. I don't know why people watch it. I think, our sketches are, because yeah. we don't, you know, we have like a crew for our sketches, and those look really good. But the couch show needs improvement. Part of the brand after four years is just that it's bad, right? I think that's <laughs> part of it. Um, but yeah, uh, so then what did we start doing? Then then we worked at BuzzFeed. So yeah, now, well, how did I BuzzFeed mean, come into the picture? So I, like, five years ago, I had a a Tumblr uh, that was popular called 100 Interviews. Nobody look it up, please. It's very bad. Um, So I had this Tumblr, and uh, a guy that 
had this blog wanted to interview me about my Tumblr. So I did like a short interview with him. And then five years later, like how many ever years later, uh, I got an email from him that was like, hey, I'm a producer at BuzzFeed. We're doing these um, six week fellowships. Do you, I don't know if you remember me. Do you want, I know I saw that you're in LA from social media now. Do you want to do this fellowship? And I was Residency. Like, residency. And I was like, what? And then, like, two, weirdly, like, two days before that, I had gone to brunch with a friend of mine, and he was like, do you mind if I bring my friend? Sorry if that's weird. I'm staying with her. And I was like, no, that's fine. And she was a producer at BuzzFeed. And so I was like, oh, my God, I just got a call about doing, I just got an email about doing the, the residency. And she was like, oh, I'll put in a good word for you. So then, like, those two people, randomly, I ended up, and I, at the time, had no idea BuzzFeed did video. And so, and then, like, over, like, a two-day span, I met two different producers. And so then I went in and I did the fellowship, or the, sorry, I did the residency. And uh, and then there was a series, they wanted best friends to do this video of, like, best friends acting, girl best friends acting like guy best friends. And they said to me, do you have a, a best friend, a real life best friend we can use? And I was do like, I? do I? Yeah. So I said, yeah, I do. And she's like an actress and a writer too. And they were like, great. And so Allison came in and we shot those videos. Uh, and then we started doing videos together there. And then we moved into the scripted department and we started doing scripted content there. Right? And then you're going full time now at BuzzFeed. Yeah. Then we got hired full time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Got it. And meanwhile, you've got Just Between Us on the side. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, we're doing that like on weekends kind of and at night. And at what point did it enter your mind that you would rather just leave BuzzFeed and do that full-time stuff you're doing on the weekends? Well, it wasn't that we were leaving to do Just Between Us full-time. It was that we wanted to do TV and movies and, you know, long-form scripted. Because um, in theory, we could have kept Just Between Us going. You know, it wasn't that much of a time commitment because at that point we were just doing the couch videos but we wanted you know we wanted to move off of um short form content and into long form content and um we wanted to do sketches on the channel we wanted to be able to work in television yeah and it be it kind of became clear that we would have some opportunities to work in television and and that buzzfeed instead of letting us do that while still being you know part of their family that it was, we had to pick one or the other, and, and so we picked uh, the other. And that's like the simplified uh, version of what sounds like was a scary, what you think one of you said was one of the scariest decisions of your life. Can you describe why that was so hard? Yeah, it was a different environment. Now BuzzFeed lets you do whatever you want, I guess. Uh, but, <laughs> but when we were there, it was way more intense about not having side projects or not, not working in television, only committing to BuzzFeed. And... Um, and we had, basically, when we left, we, they won't get mad. We, we had, like, kind of secretly sold a show to a network um, while we were there. And so, uh, and so we were leaving to work in television, to work on this show that we knew we were working on. Um, and obviously, like, TV is crazy and not, not everything goes. So that show didn't go. And there was, like, no money in that, like... To do what we did for that show, they weren't really paying us much. It was like if it got picked up that we would make money. But Yeah, we had like a big budget for the actual thing, but but you pay yourself out of the budget and we wanted the show to look really good. 
So we just like didn't take any money. Um, we got like 4,000 bucks or whatever for producing like an entire half hour pilot that we wrote and started. <laughs> um, but we knew it was like a stepping stone. So we did that, that, and then that show didn't go. And we, I had this like weird idea about TV and like things moving forward or things going like, um, but then Allison and I much later did a, a Sundance workshop where we heard from Stephen Falk who did You're the Worst. And he was talking about how before You're the Worst got on the air on FXX, uh, he sold nine shows and none of them went. And he said that he had one show that they shot the whole first season and then it was canceled. So before it aired, like it didn't even get to air. Yeah. And so so in that I looked at Allison because at that point we had sold like three shows and none of them had gone. And she and I was like, oh, like this is how this industry works. Like nothing is guaranteed. This is like wild. So we we've been working in television and like working in in media and doing like, a, you know, Allison's working on always working on movies and stuff like that. And we've done short films and um like you just the I realized that the the thing isn't an end game you just like the goal is just keep working so so like we've at this point sold four television shows none have made it to air <laughs> but like now and according to Stephen Falk we have five more to go <laughs> that's that's so fascinating because um you know like I think you you might get lost in the glitz and glam of selling a TV show. Like, that sounds pretty cool. You've done it four times. Stephen Falk has done it nine times without seeing maybe something to fruition. So that's it's a neat way, I think, for people to think about the journey rather than being like, once we hit this, it'll be all gravy, which I think can kind of get lost in the hustle and bustle of Hollywood, maybe. Well, you get get paid and also... Uh, I think it's like a learning experience each time. Like, what does this network want? What is what are we learning? What are we taking away from it? What worked about this show idea? What didn't? Um, I I've, I've just had this big realization pretty recently, like within the last couple of weeks, that like for me, like my the thing I always wanted was TV, right? Like I was like, oh, all I want is a TV show. TV is the medium that I like the most. That's where I want to work. That's like that's the dream, but. For whatever reason, that's the the area where, like, I'm, you know, I keep getting caught in development hell. And then, like, I sold a book. We sold a book. And, like, that book actually came out. <laughs> and that book, like, exists in the world. And then um, we just announced today that, like, I, I also sold a scripted podcast that's got a 12-episode series order, you know. And, and that's going to exist in the world. And I've sort of had to, like, reassess and be like, oh, like, what I want to do is tell stories and maybe I don't get to tell those stories on TV, or at least not now, but I'm getting to do it in other mediums and just like following what works and following, you know, like, and I also just got hired to write a movie for a director and like, you know, so it's interesting that like all these other things are going and, and sort of changing what your goals are and realizing that what I love is writing and, you know, storytelling and there's so many different ways to do that. Yeah. That's very profound. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you. Maybe we should start the podcast there. Yeah. <laughs> and start it now, Alex, in the studio. <laughs> no, but I think that's super relevant and it resonates. Like, we've, uh, like we have this community of all these different folks from around the world. The book has 40-something stories of all different types of people. And most of those stories, they don't go scripted, uh, pun intended, to, like, what they think the jump will look like. And you had, was it four, was it one 
show that you had sold and then when you left BuzzFeed and then the three more afterwards that sold that didn't go there. Mm-hmm. What's the fourth one? We've had three. 20, no, with Internet Famous. Oh, well, I don't really count that one, but yeah. <laughs> Um, I guess the point point being is that like you look back now a couple years after taking the jump and it it wasn't maybe what you sketched up as the win and yet like all of these things have come out of it that wouldn't have happened if you were like nine to fiving at BuzzFeed. Yeah, completely. And I think like I'm very jaded now. Like I don't think anything means anything. I shot in (laughs) really like I just have to like have the lowest expectations of all time. I I shot the entire second season of a television show that then was canceled before that season would would ever air. So, like basically, like anything, like anything that you think is gonna happen is not gonna happen. Um, you know, but uh, or like in certain, you know, but like when you sell a book, you know that that book is gonna mm-hmm. happen. Like, you know, so it's it's an interesting thing to realize, like what to pick again like to pivot into like other areas and then find that they're actually like easier to navigate in a lot of ways yeah like I have a a, an unscripted podcast called bad with money that um is just about like finances and feelings and it's a me not being very good with I always say finances and feelings that's the show uh it's, the it's, two things that usually never go together. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's about, um, it's like about me not really knowing anything about money. And then slowly I start to like realize all these things about, about money from talking to different people. Um, and so it's sort of to erase the stigma. And so from that unscripted podcast, now that is turned into a book that I'm writing with Simon and Schuster, uh, about, like about money, which is like not a thing that I thought I would be like, I'm like a, a sex person and love person like I that's what I always get brought on to talk about is like LGBTQ issues and sexuality and whatever and then I was like let me do a show about something that no one would expect um and then I was like what's the real thing that scares me to talk about what's something that I'm like terrified about and crying about all the time and like nobody knows about and so I was like let's poke that bullet hole let's put our finger in that wound uh and do a money show and yeah, and then so my producer Sam Dingman and I sort of like built it together, and he really deserves a lot of credit too. Um, and so yeah, so then we turn that into a book, and hopefully maybe the book becomes an unscripted show. Like you just have to figure out what your strengths are, like what your like. I was inscripted at BuzzFeed, and I never did really super well there, but I always did well kind of playing myself. So the idea would be to like move from maybe move from scripted content to posting stuff or being myself in something or because that seems to work better for me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think there's like a big piece. I don't know. I mean, I preach about this a lot, but like the the thing for me that nearly kept me from from leaving this job and this life that was all known was this unknown. And I was terrified that I think your mind can go to like a dark place and and predicting what can happen when you leave something because you know what you're giving up, but you don't know what you're getting Mm -hmm. like that that next step, right? You don't know where the shoe is going to fall. And I think what's cool about both of you guys was this underlying um, like uh, assurance that wherever it would fall would be in the direction that you wanted to be going, whether it was like exactly right or not or exactly as to plan didn't matter as much as like this was a, a journey in the right direction and, and it'll work out because it's where I should be and what I should be doing with all of my time. And I think that's a much better way to look at it than, and especially in like our 
social media, pop culture driven society where I think there's a a tendency to want to get the impulsive kind of next day success, which just doesn't seem like it's it's happened for you guys. Certainly hasn't happened for me, but is more real life, right? Like, obviously, there's times where I'm like so frustrated that I'm not at that next level yet or that I'm not, you know, doing exactly what I want to be doing. And there was a lot of 2017 was just waiting for contracts to be finalized. And that drove me insane. But a big thing I have to tell myself is like that my main goal is to support myself writing. Like the fact that like I am a like that my job, my profession as a writer is something that like I did not think might happen. You know, like going to school for it the first few years out of college, I was like no one had ever paid me to write and like that was so that there was like this possibility that would never happen. So a lot of times I have to step back and be like this is I have made this a career and like that career itself will be all over the place and a roller coaster, but the fact that like I don't have to have a second job to support what I love to do. That's like the main success. And that's the thing I need to like focus on. That's really cool. I um, got to sit down with the, um, the guy who started Humans of New York, Brandon Stanton. Yeah. Who's mm-hmm. I, a role model for me in a million ways. And he's actually in the book, which is cool. But he was like, you know, when you reach that point where like, he said it kind of like that, where you're doing what you want to be doing and strangers are noticing. It's not just your best friend or your cousin, sister or whatever. And, people like appreciate the work you're putting out uh like that is that is like that step where you should be like all right i'm i'm on my way yeah also your cousin's sister would still be your cousin i thought that too (laughs) oh allison the singularity (laughs) i hope you found that as funny as i did uh those two are authentic and real and we're so good uh about you know being honest in what it means to take the jump and uh and how hard it is today even though they're they're in on it and they are obviously finding success and i can't wait till one of the shows that they sell will become a hit that we're watching on all the major tv networks someday soon uh, if you want to check out more on Gabby and Allison, it's gabbyandallison.com. You can also check out their show, Just Between Us, on YouTube, and all their Twitter and social media handles you can find on their website. As for us, you know we're at whentojump.com, at whentojump on all of social. If you want to become an ambassador, we're starting that program up very soon. We're going to announce it off the website. Also on whentojump.com, you can sign up for our newsletter, get info on the book that's coming out. You can find other podcasts from weeks before, all that good stuff. And as always, we're going to try to feature jumps of listeners on this show. So let's listen to one right now. And if you've got a jump you want to send in, it's Podcast at mcmillan.com. Let's listen to a jump from one of our listeners. Hi, my name is Chris, and I'm from Long Island, New York. I worked on Wall Street at the American Stock Exchange. I normally turn right when leaving work, but on 9-11, I actually turned left at about 10 a.m., and it saved my life because the South Tower started to collapse at that very moment. If I had turned right, I'd be dead. A year later, I decided to become a high school guidance counselor. My friend said that I should look to get a job at an international school overseas. I looked into it, went to a recruiting fair, and got a job at a small, all-boys Catholic school in Tokyo, Japan. The toughest part was walking into JFK airport with my bag, looking back and seeing my crying mother waving goodbye to me. In Tokyo, I was living the life I had always dreamed of. 
However, the school's mission statement was something along the lines of give the students the courage to live their dreams. And ever since I became a counselor, I always wondered why I never joined the Coast Guard or the Navy or worked on big ships because I love the water and being on boats. So jump number three was that I enrolled in a graduate program at the State University of New York Maritime College where I am pursuing a third mate license so I can be a maritime officer on tugboats, tankers, and container ships. Thank you very much. Thanks again for listening to the show. This is the When to Jump podcast. I'm Mike Lewis, and I'll see you next week. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.